Ready? Good. Welcome to today's daily briefing. Let me get down to business. Let me tell you what we're going to be talking about here at LionelMedia.com and why you should subscribe immediately. First, I want to say right off the bat, hats off, thanks, kudos to Dinesh D'Souza for 2,000 mules. Why this is credible, why this is important is for obvious reasons. First, it is not the usual arguments. It is not anything that people have heard before. Many of the other attempts by folks, many of the lawyers and such who were grandstanders, carnival barkers, rodeo clowns, barrel men, people who just wanted to just up their own particular you know, name, made fools out of the process, and made the entire thing look like it was just one big joke. Release the Kraken was the beginning of the end of any rational attempts to really focus this. This is an assault on the franchise. And what Dinesh is doing, and what's critical about him in particular, is it's not that this is bad because Trump lost or because Trump had it stolen, or because Trump was compromised. This is not about Trump. I mean, it, it was his election. This is about the franchise. This is about the future of our democracy. This is about more than just Trump. This is not a, a Trump thing. When you compromise something, when you break the lock, when you make infiltration easy, when you have... I guess, remove the immune system of voting. You, you leave it open for other people to come in as well. That's the story. You're, you're destroying the franchise. You don't just selectively compromise it. It's not, well, we're going to do this just for, you know, Democrat or Republican. You've just destroyed the system. Now, one of these days, and I address this, is very important. One of these days, somebody is going to come along and do something. Somebody somewhere is going to say, you know what? Two can play at that game. You see, the whole notion of the mules, the way this is caught, and the way this is um, diagnosed, the way it's documented, shows the consistency of this system, which is so, it's so, it's so beautiful. But let, let me just explain before I forget, before I forget. This is possible not just because of the fact that the system is corrupt or because things are bad. Or because, no, this is because you have a multi-platformed corruption system. You see, for example, if our courts worked, if we had the courts, if we had Article Three courts, real serious, serious judges not worried about any kind of political repercussion. And I used to think that the federal system was, was, was removed from any of the usual political contamination, which is the case. But that's apparently not the case. But if we had real judges and a real DOJ and a real attorney general and real law enforcement, this could have been stopped, but we don't. If we had a real Article I Congress with oversight capacity, oversight jurisdiction, that was interested in maintaining the system, it wouldn't happen. If we had a real Article II 
president will forget that. That's beyond. So what, what Dinesh does, which is very important, and I, and I can't say this enough, and, and I, I have not seen it, but I'm going to, and what little I have seen, I, I like the fact that this is not the usual argument. We're not talking about affidavits and things like that. We're not talking about just things that rather, that seem anomalous, that seem wrong, that seem, but that's different. That is different. As you know, I've talked about correlation and cause forever. And just because something seems to be askew doesn't mean that that is in and of itself um, detrimental to the entire system. In any event, in any event. But my second point of what I address very simply is that, and I'm going to say something right now, and this is just, I'm just thinking out loud. I want to tell you about a movie, a movie that I have. You see, in my movie, by the way, that's my code. What I'd like to see done, what I think is done, sometimes if I say it, people will say, that's crazy. So I say, well, I'd rather have a movie. And in my movie, remember we used to talk about the White Hats and the White Hats, the clowns and all this great nomenclature. We, I love these new... But White Hats are people within the intel communities or, or any particular community that really are the good guys who for the longest time have been compromised. For the longest time have seen what's going on and they say, wait, 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 this is not what we signed on for or, or this is directly antithetical to what we believe. So they basically turn it around and act themselves as though they're going to fight fire with fire. Do you think they're the only people who know how to steal votes? Do the Democrats think they're the only ones who know how to do mules? Do they, do they understand this? Do they, are they the only ones who can switch numbers? Remember Diebold? Remember that, that was a hacking democracy, that great showtime? Do they think they're the only ones? Because in, see, in my movie, a group of conscientious folks have enough with this and say, we're going to fight back. We're going to fight back. We are. And we're going to show you that everything that you made possible, everything that you allowed to occur, we're going to do it. You showed us how to do it. And if those, we know how mules work, we know where they are. We can have our own surveillance. We can have our own systems of people, our own centurions, our own night watchmen, our own sentries. We know how it's done. Just how they can infiltrate BLM, infiltrate Antifa. Are they the only ones who come up with shock troops? Not that I'm advocating violence. Violence never works. Once you do that, now you've gone over to the dark side and you lose all credibility and from a tactical point of view. Now, if it worked, I might be convinced, but it doesn't work. And aside from being morally wrong, but in terms of just being... Plain old skullduggery, sleuthing, whatever you want to call it. Spy versus spy. That's number one. Now, the second point which I address very, very simply is you have to get rid of these clowns. I'm not going to mention them by name, but you know it. They did more to hurt President Trump than anything else because of the fact that you had these grandstanders and these Hollywood types, these people who wanted to be famous. Their snarky attitudes and their flippant—they just wanted—they couldn't wait to go on every single show. 
They wanted to be the, the uh, uh, I guess, the bellwether, the front line of the MAGA movement, which is terrific. And they talked about Krakens and this. And it looked like the biggest, it looked like the Keystone Cops, from Rudy, God bless him, to Powell, to the go through the suspects, the usual suspects. Remember them? Remember when they, remember they all stood around and they were just like clowns? I realized then it's over. It's over. Not only that, the good law firms, the reputable folks, the real serious, the real, real serious, the white shoe firms, they wanted to have nothing to do with this. All right. I've, uh, I've uh, um, belabored the point. Sec, second, um, Roe against Wade. I'm telling you right now, and I'm going to say this again, and this is kind of piggybacking on what Dinesh is doing. The most important thing in the world right now, the most important issue is the elections. And the ability to understand what the fans and the people want. They're fans. Fans. What, what, what do voters want? Let me tell you something right now. The Republican Party has some wonderful people that we may love. You may love them. You may absolutely think they are fantastic. Marjorie Taylor Greene, Bobert or whatever, Matt Gates. When they meet, when there are Mar-a-Lago 2000 Mules parties and great and within the conclave, within the with within the, the 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 realm of their own world, this is what I discuss. They may be fans of yours. I may like what they're saying. I may uh, encourage and admire their spunk and their fortitude and their brio and their bravado and their their. But they are toxic, toxic in elections to the undecided and independent voter. I'm going to say this again, and I want you to listen to me. We already have the Republicans. We already have the Trump acolytes. We don't want to. We don't need them. These folks keep playing to the to the preaching to the crowd. That's wonderful, great. The person you're going to pluck and poach, the one that I'm after, is the common sense American, who you're not going to scare away with. This abortion. Let me tell you something right now, and you can take this however you want, and I really, I don't know what to tell you. If you want to talk about this hardcore stuff, do it amongst yourself. But if you think you're going to win people over with this Bible thumping as it's perceived, though there's nothing wrong with thumping a Bible or a Koran or anything else for that matter, but if you come across with this evangelical business about God, life and everything, and look like a bunch of holy rollers, you're going to lose. You're going to lose. Enjoy yourself now, but when it comes time for the election, if the Republicans think they're going to win this country over by holding up aborted fetuses and and, and if the left thinks coat hangers are going to win, I mean, if you really think that the middle of the bell curve, the Gaussian curve, that, that these folks, that, that America thinks like this, you're out of your mind. You're out of your mind. This is great to talk about, great within inside baseball, but believe me when I'm telling you this, the average American does not want abortion repealed 
whatever that means, even though for the most part it will never affect their life in the least. Nobody ever wants their daughter to face the notion of an unwanted pregnancy. You can you can talk about it all day long. You you can you you can do whatever you can say whatever you want. You can think whatever you want. You can it, it, it doesn't matter. I know what I'm talking about. If you want to win elections, look what Bill Clinton did with triangulation. Look what the look what the Southern strategy did in a unique way with Nixon and Strom Thurmond. Politics is not the province of internet platforms and and this. We these shows tend to not me mind you, but tend to bring up bring out the most ardent the most hardcore who only speak within the echo chamber of their own particular worldview and they think that they can take that argument, that language, that nomenclature and move it elsewhere and you're going to win people over? You're going to win people over? These these folks who talk about, I, I mean, even, believe it or not, even the world of people who are doing, who are working stringently, ardently, uh, to to deal with uh, the notion of of, of, of uh, child predation and human trafficking have to deal with these folks who work themselves into a froth with pedo this and pedo that and everybody's a pedo and Hollywood's a pedo and he's a pedo and and they ruined it they ruined it they ruined it because within their own frothing communities. They forget. That's not, that scares people. Just like, and here's the good news, the left, or whatever these people are, have to realize that this pink-haired, nose-ringed, trans-LGBTQ alphabet, dysgenic, whatever the hell this is, this is the number one issue that scares everybody across America. Everybody. It's the one issue. It's the only issue. Not vote stealing, not abortion, not Ukraine, nothing. The thing that is going to win people over, the one issue where I can get more people to the polls, more people to vote, more people to be absolutely crazed over this, is the notion of what they're doing to kids in the classroom. That's it. That's the vote. Not that that's the only vote. Not that that's going to you can't you can't program uh, television shows and cable news. I understand that. I understand that. I want to win an election. It's very simple. It's very simple. I watched years. I watched not too long ago. A believe it or not, you're not going to you're going to find this interesting. A, a documentary on George Wallace, George C. Wallace. George Wallace couldn't get ahead. In Alabama politics, he was, believe it or not, more progressive than anybody even imagined. Until somebody told him, "You don't understand. That's not what they want to hear. That may be something you might think." And George Wallace changed immediately, overnight. He said exactly what he had to say, and friends of his couldn't believe the transformation. He had friends. There was one. There was one lawyer, Chestnut, in Alabama. A black lawyer couldn't believe the respect 
couldn't believe the when George Wallace was a judge. But George Wallace woke up one day and somebody told him, you don't understand. You're not going to be governor if you say this. You've got to say this. And he went dark and fast. And what the Republican Party does not understand, they what they don't understand is they are outgunned, outmanned, outworked. They have nothing right now. They don't own social media. They don't own the media. They don't own newspapers, TV. They've got some very important platforms. Don't get me wrong. Very powerful. And they're motivated by this self-righteous sense of correctness, and that's wonderful. But when it comes to politics, in the old days, the McGoverns were the ones. Remember when Richard Nixon blew him out of the water? Remember that one? It just, they... Democrats were just like, they just never really... Things are different now. This is different. Now, we're in something which is so monumentally also frightening is that we have a new left fascism. Remember, this is the centennial of the March on Rome, October 1922. And what we are seeing right now is a replay of this. We're seeing a a redux, so to speak, of Mussolini. This is what we're seeing right now. We're talking about the open advocacy of violence, doxing, and I never thought I would ever live to see Supreme Court justices. Now, Harry Blackman, when Roe, he will tell you, they went through a lot of, I mean, a lot of them. He himself had death threats, as you can imagine. He was the one who was the majority writer of the, he wrote, he authored Roe Against Wade. But what you don't understand is that what we're seeing right now is something we've never seen before. It is so dark and so ugly, and nobody is listening. We don't have anybody. We don't have anybody helping us. Nobody. The, the, the Republican leadership is a waste of time. They're great at tweeting. They're great at going on Fox News. God bless Fox News. Thank, thank God. Thank God. At least there's some place. Oh, there are other places as well, but for mainstream media, if it wasn't for Fox, I don't know. It's a, I, I never thought I'd say this, but it's almost a treasure. I mean, thank God for all its whatever shortcomings you may think it has or whatever it is. Now, what is important and what is critical and what is something that I cannot put into words enough is very simply this. This is a war. And what I talk about specifically at Lionel Media is how we do it. Now, there are some other things. As you know, America in particular cannot handle multiple issues simultaneously. They cannot do this. I've talked about this. I've got a brand new uh, piece coming up on geoengineering is doubling down, and one of these days, I don't know when it's going to be, I don't know what day it is, I don't know when, I don't hear it on a lot of uh, networks, but somebody's going to say, okay, you can talk about it. And the veil of silence, whatever that means, will be lifted, and people will be able to talk about what they are doing to our atmosphere. Solar radiation management, carbon dioxide removal, the evidence is absolutely over 
overwhelming. We're not talking about UFOs. We're not talking about something where some people saw it, some people didn't. Maybe there's some evidence. Maybe. No. We're talking about something even greater. Something more obvious. Something more incredibly dangerous right now. That's coming up. I talk about that one. Next. Which is also something. I've got something which is very important coming up. There is one of the best pieces. Um, I think I, I hope to have this dropped by 11 o'clock. We'll see. At Lionel Medium. And you can't even get near seeing this. But why do you think Netflix is caving? What do you think is happening? Let's take, let's take entertainment in particular. What is happening? If I told you, if I told you that one of the targets, one of the targets of China is not just necessarily in our military <clears throat> prowess, our economic, but one, one, one of the most important things they want to do is to destroy everything in our culture. What if I told you right now that one of the reasons why Netflix is failing is because Hollywood's failing? What if Hollywood's not going to be Hollywood anymore? What if it's already done? Why? Because Netflix went into this, and, and Hollywood in particular, this, this anti-white apartheid with quotas and, and um, this absolute racism where if it was white, it was gone. Do you know what that did? That rose, that ro- raised, excuse me, the price of big-ticket white stars. It made the availability of new independent stars. It destroyed it. The numbers went up. If all of a sudden Netflix and others are saying, sorry, all of you white actors, not interested. We want trans and black and whatever. Fine. But we do need some big names, though. We do need some white big names. So if you're Leonardo DiCaprio, you can say, you need me? Yeah. Well, you're going to pay triple for me now. Triple. Why? I'm the only game in town. You need me. You need me. Now, little budgets have to say, okay, we got to pump this out for this guy. Available uh, funds were, were now absent. The days, the glory days of indie films and you know, everybody from Spielberg to Rob Reiner to, to uh, Ron Howard, all of these folks started when Hollywood was kind of a, a unique, you know, George Lucas, um, even uh, uh, Coppola, that's done. So what did it do? It dried up. It killed the American movie production company. <clears throat> and it turned out this crap. Why do you think everything is so bad today? The days of the hits are over. Even the notion of CGI and animated and all that, you don't need America for this. And, 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 and because of this, this is a part, because you have this item right here, this thing called the internet, and because you have social media, all of a sudden, <clears throat> people realize, I'm famous. You can have a, an influencer, by the way, there aren't any anymore, but you can have somebody called an influencer in Seoul, who has more people watching her opening up a box of a thing of makeup than you can all of the next whatever it is regarding touches. It's done, and Netflix paid. Netflix also became 
the the back end money source. Look at the people who were running it. Look at the people who ran. The the the, the people who now well, who did this? Why they did? This, I have no idea. But you know, when you're Barack Obama, and all of a sudden you're you basically destroyed this country. Somebody says, "Now where's my money? Just wait, just wait." Back end. Get you on the back end. Catch you on the back end. Catch you on the outside. Was that the girl? Catch you on the outside, or whatever her name is. Anyway. You're going to run uh, a bunch of projects for um, Netflix. You and Michelle. We're also going to be an author. We got the... But that's how you're paying off later on. In one year, their operating budget was in the billions. And somebody said, wait a minute. this How, how is this happening? There's no advertising. Where is... Because they fell into this. Anyway, let me go back to what I was saying. Hollywood's dead. Let me say this again. Hollywood's dead. It's dead. America was Hollywood. Next, Silicon Valley. The days of now it's not what it used to be. There was a time when the computer, when Bill Gates, these people meant something. They were transformational. You, They were into the hardware, the actual hardware making Windows versus Mac versus fact. It was fun and it was exciting. And now what do they do? What's the last innovation anybody's ever seen? When there's a new... Let me tell you something. <coughs> Aside from the planned obsolescence, can you think of anybody? Anything that's interesting in the, in the, in the cell phone, in the iPhone? Anything? Anything? You know how nobody waits anymore? Remember they said, hey, the new iPhone is coming out. They go, wow, they got, they got a new camera. It's nothing. It's done. It's, it's done. It's finished. You're going to go elsewhere for that. You don't need this. The day of innovation is over. It's a phone. What are you going to do? Now it just tracks you better. That's all it does. What's Silicon Valley now? Apps. They've run their course with that. What do you want? Another Airbnb? Where is it? What's happening? Where is that? Where is the excitement? And the people who come from Silicon Valley... Were people who wanted to be transformational. What are they doing right now? They're getting a bunch of leftist folks, who these wokers who don't really know what the hell is talking about. And China is just laughing. So Hollywood's gone. And our computers, do you really think we, I mean, do you really think we run the technology thing anymore? Where's the innovation? Where's the excitement? It's not here. Let's talk about weapons. Do you think the United... Somebody told me the other day, and I cannot verify this, but they went through a series of all of these American... That, that most of the stuff that we have, our weapon systems are in Ukraine, or they said, who, who's the country who has more... Not javelin missiles, I think. Russia, or I don't know what... But, but the American military-industrial complex, the days of this where we had just stockpiles, that's not true anymore. That's not true. So So... I mean, so let me go back to what I said about China. China can sit back and say, I'm going to destroy Hollywood. Hollywood was the most, it was the singular thing which made America great. Movies and music. It's one thing they can't touch. It's one thing you can't touch. The innovation is in this country regarding music. Period. Now, if some, if if you think some K-pop group is going to compete with whatever, forget it. 
They want to destroy everything about us, our country, our culture, our music, our influence, our soul, who we are. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you follow what I'm saying? Do you see where this is going? And if you and if you really like to analyze stuff, if you really want to, do me a favor. Turn off the Johnny Depp coverage. I don't know why that's interesting. Turn off the Elon Musk. Everything's been said about that. I got it. I understand. It's for, stop it. Stop talking about Nina, the truth mistress. Boring. Doesn't matter. Whatever she says. She's going to say crazy stuff and she knows it. She just, she draws fire. She's, she's, a, she's a rodeo clown. She draws the charging bull. She just, they love her. People, the right, people immediate cannot handle anybody. Rachel Levine, just, everybody looked at her and went, nah. and that's what it was. Rachel Levine, the health, whatever, I don't know what she even does. But because of how she looks, people couldn't avoid it. So they keep throwing these things at you. And you keep falling for it. You keep running to it because it's so obvious. Oh, look, here's Nina dancing. Oh, here's Nina doing Mary Poppins. Oh, here, oh here's Elon Musk's mother. Oh, here's... Uh, oh, did you see about Johnny Depp? And she, they, she was uh, assaulted with a bottle. It was terrible, but I don't care about that. Focus, children, focus. This is not important. The thing that's the most important right now are the elections, number one. The only issue is is this transgender business. That's it. Everything else doesn't is a waste of time, and also there are things you're you have not been in contact with any of your elected officials. You don't contact them. You don't call them. You don't do anything. You tweet. You complain. You think of cute things to say. You love a pithy phrase. You love to slam somebody, mock somebody, and I do too. It's fun, but that's all you do, and you can't do that anymore. Because elections are what change things, not this, not this. This is not this. I mean, this is this is good. Don't get me wrong. This, I push momentum. I create momentum. I direct momentum. I add to momentum. I'm a mirror and a carnival mirror and a microscope and a telescope and all that stuff. But I'm I'm just one little part of this huge, just a little part of a cog in the wheel. That's it. Same thing for others. Same thing. And there's so much going on that people can't figure this thing out. Roe, the, the abortion debate is a waste of time. Let the left go crazy. Let them talk. Let them talk about how they love to have... Let them talk about abortion. Just sit back. I know this. I know it's impossible. I know the right won't do it. Because you're going to talk about... This is from God, and it's true. This is my, I know. My mother would have aborted me, but she didn't. I know. George Carlin talks about how his mother was going to abort him. We know these stories. Let them talk about this. It doesn't matter. It, 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 it doesn't. That is a losing issue. Abortion is a losing issue that polarizes and paralyzes. I'm telling you, let them have it. Let them be, let them, let get, get AOC involved in this. And also, and I know you're not going to like this, but I'm going to tell you, we have people that we may like in the Republican right sector, so to speak, not the Ukrainian Donbass right sector, but 
that nobody understands, and I, I just forgot that one. But anyway, and you may love them. You may think Matt Gates is just the ter- most terrific thing anybody's ever seen. You may think Marjorie Taylor Greene with her guns and this and and I and I think she's she's the gutsiest. Uh, I personally think she's just just in terms of her own. But I wouldn't let her get anywhere near the elections. Anywhere near. They are a spice. They are a they are a, a spice with a Scoville unit number that's off the charts. A little bit goes a long way. They scare the hell out of people. Marjorie Taylor Greene is our AOC. See what I'm saying? Now this may bother you. It's great for you. You may love her. And Matt Gates and this Cawthorn or whatever his... I don't even know what that's about. I have no clue. Now, in conclusion, my friend, I'm going to tell you right now. Donald Trump, I didn't think I'd say this before, but now I believe it. He absolutely, positively will be the nominee. I think that Ron DeSantis realizes he is out of his mind to try to even... They will chew him up. There was a piece I did um, at LionelMedia.com, which I, again, ask, telling you, it's this wonderful piece about how the unitary executive has changed dramatically and how Ron DeSantis is out of his mind. I've talked about this, that, that right now he may be able to do more good and have more of an effect and live a better life because the days of wanting to be the president are frankly over. Okay? That's simply that. Follow Mrs. L at lynnswarriors.org. Please go to her YouTube channel, Lynn's Warriors. Subscribe and sign up for that. Follow me. I'm at Twitter, at Lionel Media. And if you want to hear more of this, if you want to spend some time and focus, and let me tell you in greater depth and detail what I think about these and issues that nobody's talking about, LionelMedia.com. Subscribe immediately. Have a great day. Thanks so much. See you tomorrow. Ta-ta.